Greetings, citizens of Earth. You are barking a happy tune with my pal Smurf of Smurf and the Magic Tones on 5280 Geek. Live from the Figus Studios, it is Weekend Geek Update. Smurf here, recouping, resting, and recharged for another active week. So much going on, so much to talk about. Don't even know where to start. So how about we start with our sponsors? First one, of course, Suzy Q's, who uh, is the purveyor of fine chainmail jewelry and is an absolute wizard uh, at Jenga. Who knew? Uh, we are gearing up for our trip to New York Comic Con. Go to SusieQs.com and check out uh, what she has for sale, in addition to her booth number. Go over to her Instagram account. She has her booth number. We will be at New York Comic Con. So if you wanted to actually pick up something right then and there, by all means, please do. Do say hi. Let us know what you think of the podcast and all the antics that we we cause and we create. Our other sponsor is Mr. Matt Campbell from Action Line Studios, who's going to be joining me this weekend at the All Seas Fan Expo. We are over off of uh, Martin Luther King Boulevard and Quebec. It's the DoubleTree Hotel right there. And Mr. Matt Campbell is actually doing... A $100 mystery box special with any purchase of $20 or more, you get an entry into the uh, chance of winning this this mystery box. So, kind of cool. He hasn't told me what's in it, but with it being a value of 100 bucks, definitely got to be a print in there. I'm sure there's a trade, maybe two, a couple comics, some variants, some cards. I don't know. He's being very, he's being very cagey with me. Hmm. Not sure how I feel about that. So it'll be just as much a shock to me as you when you open up this box. So come by, say hi to me. I'll be slinging some comics and just talking like usual. And Mr. Matt Campbell, of course, will be sketching and doing stuff. And again, if you give him twenty dollars, he he might read you um, Mythica. I'm just saying. No, that's not even true. <laughs> but. It would be fun to see. I think we should have, like, story time. We can all gather around in our footy pajamas and listen to Matt tell us stories. (laughs) Yeah, I know he hates that idea. So, like I said, we will be at the Doubletree. The address is 3203 Quebec Street. It's right there on the corner. You can't miss it. We'll be there for all three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, Red's off getting stuff done. Susie's prepping for New York, so I will be all by my lonesome. So come, say hi, buy a comic, maybe two. Uh, (laughs) You will be able to purchase tickets at the door or online, I believe. Uh, They might still be online at the moment, but it's hard to say. Or just come out. It's okay. Or just go to allseascollectibles.com, and uh, all your answers will be right there. So speaking of cons... You may have noticed uh, 
a lot of influx of information from the Colorado Festival of Horror. In fact, at the end of this podcast will be another interview. Uh, Eugene Clark ca- sat down with me, and that man is intense, and he is awesome. The whole conversation that we had with Monique, uh, Eugene is in the room, and he's just kind of chilling and hanging out, and it was really fun to just kind of have another like celebrity just just poking fun and, and adding to the conversation. And then Monique hung out with us when we were talking with Eugene. So it was kind of like this fun little back and forth. And there, there there's some good moments, some, some fun stories. So stick around at the end of this podcast for the interview with Eugene. But the Colorado Festival of Horror has come to an end this year. We'll have... More announcements and more stuff coming up for next year. Uh, Already got a couple of good ideas and possible guests lined up. Just, um, you know, need to relax a little bit. Take a a load off, a break, if you will, because it was amazing. It was such a full weekend of stuff. Um, The cosplay contest went off really, really well. Of course, I emceed that. Uh, it, it didn't go real well because I emceed, but the cosplay and everything that was on display was ridiculously impressive. So I have to say it went really well. The con itself seemed just to go by in a blink. Of course, there's always you know problems, but damn, it was just so like uh, fast. It ju- I mean. Talking with all the celebrities, doing all the interviews, and then like stuff that was going on in between for panels and for other like just just stuff, hanging out, talking. Distortions was there, of course. Outworld Brewing de- uh, delivered an another amazing beer. It was just scrumptious, and there again was a line for that. We had Colleen and Heather right there by the bar with their cosplays, taking photos just to kind of distract people while they're waiting for their beer. It's a nice, fun little beer garden. The um, Kofo Cab sold out at the bar, which I'm not surprised. The Kofo Cab is still available at DragonMeadery.com if you want to go over there and pick up a bottle. I think there's some left. But it was uh, a big a big hit. So thank you to all that came out. Thank you to all of our sponsors, especially for Shakespeare Shitstorm that was over at the C uh, Film Center. That was so much fun. We had the Black Widow, which was a uh, bourbon-inspired cocktail from Golden Moon that was just right on. Oh, my God. So I don't know if they have that recipe posted on their website. Because if not, I'm gonna have to go over talk to Keeley and see about getting getting that. Because that was just so so delicious, and it really didn't even taste like booze at that point. And that's not just because I drank a lot. No, it was really well crafted, spectacular, spectacularly good, just yummy. So go over goldenmoon.com, check it out, see see what they've got. There are tons of pictures coming. There's they they still keep coming. Uh we still have podcasts, we still have video interviews. There's a lot still to come out of Colorado Festival of Horror that you guys haven't seen yet. So keep your eyes peeled for that and we'll we'll uh we'll keep entertaining you for at least a few more weeks until I go to New York and then <laughs> yes. 
Can't wait. New York Comic Con, here we come. I don't know what I want to do on that. So the the big draw, and they keep adding names to this, and I've heard rumors of other stuff going on that I can't talk about. So I, I I'm if if the rumor's true, there there could be a really cool event that I'm I'm gonna be able to get to go to and um I can't say anything, but if it's true, uh you guys are gonna be very happy to see the outcome and all of that. But the one that I'm really most excited about and that I want to see is Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox. They're doing a signing, and I still have my Back to the Future poster that I would love to get signed. So I don't know. I might I might try. Problem is it takes forever to get anywhere in New York Comic Con. At least just chalk up an hour and walk time just to where you want to go. They are predicting 260,000 people will be in attendance for New York Comic Con. So that's that's no small small turnout. So we'll uh, we'll give you the blow by blow. Definitely pictures of the cosplay as we see it and uh, all the other fun stuff in between. So what's on my mind what's my take what am i seeing out there that has caught my eye last night uh felt a little nostalgic and a little like deja vu um it's because last night premiered quantum leap i had talked about this reboot that they were doing um a few months ago when Susie was on with me and it's like one of my favorite shows from back in the day, you know, Dr. Sam Beckett and, and Al and the whole crew. So the relaunch, the reboot started last night. First episode, some cool nods, some very neat um, reminiscent feels of the characters. They definitely are addressing, you know, this this is the continuation. Sam never came home and everyone's just kind of like... Oh, and and it is. It's a little it's a little harsh cuz I'm like, but I liked Sam and you know, and I, I everyone keeps saying that he's not coming back. That there is no chance that um the the that we're going to we're going to get Sam. And it kind of there's this little mystery going on and it just really it, it really hit hit home really well i have to say uh the other thing though and and maybe it's just because of the director and everyone that is um involved with it but it did feel very blind spotty very nbc style shooting and feel to it and and i don't mm, that's kind of like my only kind of negative qualm about it of course the show is 30 years after sam leaped we we get the fact that yes al has passed away but you know he has a daughter and there's so many other questions as far as where are the rest of the characters like dr elisi gushy all of that we know that uh the computer is still there so that's kind of cool but there there's there's things and i'm sure it will be a slow burn i know that it will ramp up, and I'm sure that there will be more more for it. It's just waiting for it. But it's worth the watch. We'll see what happens, and I'm very, very curious of, to see what they do. I know they're trying to capture a lot of the similar 
themes and thoughts of the original series, especially when you look at like Sam and Al's relationship. That's one of the things that we see again that they're trying to to build up with Ben and uh, his his helper, uh, Caitlin. So it's it's kind of fun. I, I again, we'll see. I I wouldn't doubt it that they try and sneak. Uh, Scott Bakula back in there as Sam at some point. Maybe not during season one, because I think that would be too soon. I would agree. But it, it's it's a fun little crew that we're seeing so far. And we even get Ernie Hudson in there as a general, which, I mean, Al was an admiral. So uh, Ernie Hudson as a general is just kind of fun. And I'm, I'm all in all, it looks like it's going to be a hit. So... We'll keep we'll keep an eye on it. I'll keep you up to date because up to date on it, just because I'm I'm such a nerdy fan about that one. And other things that are kind of catching my eye, Lord of the Rings still continues to confound me, and I'm oh, it's and it it really is a back and forth for me because I know this never happened. For Lord of the Rings, there's no there's no novelization, there's no books, nothing is this based on anything. I mean, I know that uh, Tolkien's family is involved. I know these are like some of his notes or his manuscripts and stuff like that that it's pulled from. But there there is no prequel books that these are based off of. So there are some neat things and some fun nods. But I know a lot of fans aren't liking it. And then you have. Age of Dragons over there at, at Game of Thrones, which I am just bored to tears with right now. I I, I don't know. In, in the battle between the two, I have to say right now, I'm leaning just towards Lord of the Rings because they're still showing us a lot of things that we haven't seen before. I don't know if I'm really on board with the orcs because they're like, they built them like vampires. They can't go out into the sunlight. When was that a thing? I mean, trolls, sure, but orcs? Goblins, I mean, they should be fine in the sun. So I'm I'm not too sold on on that idea. I I don't know. There there are some fun elements to the Lord of the Rings, but Game of Thrones is just so much um I don't want to say plot building, but world building or character building. It's just a lot of bitching. And I'm just uh, like I said, I'm a little bored to tears, and I, I, I'm i at the same point with each show thinking to myself, one has got to just break out for me. One, I think, would finally just step to the forefront and blow away all expectations. But I really don't know what the breakout one is going to be. There's so many different courses that things could go that I'm left scratching and wondering, and, and I don't know where to put my time and energy into. I would like to think that it's Lord of the Rings, and it, it that's always going to dominate because it has always, you know, been there. It's it's the fan driving force behind all of it, and I love the the you know the, some of the mystery. Of course, Gandalf, not Gandalf, falling from the sky. We've got you know the the. 
the oogie boogie, you know, Suron kind of just like, is this guy Suron? Is that guy Suron? Who, you know, there, there's that little weird mystery. The creation of the rings, of course. Mithril being brought to the forefront of the the dwarves and the rise of that along with the elves. And <sighs> so many cool elements. I just, I just, eh. Some of it, I'm okay. Some of it, eh. I'm waiting to see how it develops. While on the other hand, Game of Thrones, well, like I said, it just keeps arguing. And I'm waiting for just somebody to just get pissed off, ride a dragon into town, and just blow the crap out of it. But evidently, that just doesn't happen in, in anymore, or at all. I, I don't get it. The Age of Dragons, and we have seen just a few, a couple of great moments, but few and far between. Man, just just give me something. Give me, give me anything. Come on, at this point. I mean, we don't even have winter is coming. We just have just bitching is coming and, and, and weddings and just, Matt, no, no, just no, no more. Please, just give us, give us a good fight. That's all I want, Lord of the, or Game of Thrones. Just a good fight, please. But enough about that. Let's move along. She-Hulk continues to kind of impress, and it's a little different from your Marvel stuff. I'm still kind of <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, and I don't know if I mentioned this, but uh, when Jen's dad walked into the room, I was waiting for the laugh track. It really perfect strangers just came to the forefront of my mind. Cousin Larry, it 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 really just would have seemed to fit the. Breaking of the fourth wall is still kind of clunky and cumbersome. The overall approach that they have taken with the character is fine. I still think She-Hulk deserves much better than what Marvel is giving her. But the elements and everything that have been put into it kind of out outweigh the CGI and kind of the other poor approached uh, ideas. And while I kind of like where it's going and there's some interesting stuff and I could actually see this in a comic, um, albeit it'd probably be more action in the comic than we've seen so far, I'm still waiting for a good, you know, throwdown. We got kind of the tease with the wrecking crew and Titania has been, well, just lame. (laughs) So... Uh, there, hopefully there's more to come. We did get the kind of the teaser with someone's helmet in a hat box, which I am hoping we will see things kind of come to fruition on that this week. But who's to say? I like Wong in there. And, you know, some of the other background characters are cool. One of the uh, the crew here did kind of, you know, make the comparison of it is very Ally McBeal-ish and, that is kind of a win for them. So I can't say that they've they've approached it poorly. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what it's missing. And it's not the action. And it's not the character development. And I don't know if it's just the CGI and everything that's going on is a bit more distracting than I care to, to, to acknowledge. And as soon as I can put my finger on what element it is that just kind of seems not there, I'll be sure to point it out. Trust me. But at this moment, I'm really scratching my head of what what bothers me the most because by all accounts this should be a hit for me 
So why isn't it? I'm hoping as we continue down the the episodes and we start building up a little bit more, no Hulk, so She-Hulk will be, you know, the driving force to the remainder of the story. We'll see, but I'm kind of I'm kind of left scratching my head on this. So I don't know. Now, while all of this is going on, Walt Disney Studios and uh, Lucas Film and Marvel Studios did their presentations for uh, D23 Expo, and it was crazy. Uh, Kevin Feige took the stage to basically unleash the hounds of Marvel and show us what all is coming, what to expect in phases uh, four, five, and six. And some of it resonates. I'm not going to lie. Secret Invasion definitely looks to be very intriguing. I don't know if I'm sold on it being a stream series versus a film, and I know that helps build it up and probably will be the perfect transition into the Armor Wars. Especially when we get Fury back, there are definite components of the rest of the remaining Marvel Universe Avengers that you know are, are still around since we don't have any Avengers left anymore. And that kind of breaks my heart. I'm a little broken up about that, and it, it hurts my feel-bads. I know we're getting Thunderbolts. I was right about that. But the, the, the bad side to that is no Baron Zemo to form the group. And the characters that we're getting for Thunderbolts is a little far off the mark from the characters that we're used to. At least from the comic book side. I mean, we've got some very interesting choices. And again, this also brings up kind of like what I was talking about uh, a couple weeks ago. About if you make the villains heroes, then who is left to fight? Baron Zemo was the whole point that the Thunderbolts got formed in the first place, and Marvel came out directly and said when the Thunderbolts were put together, it's a direct ripoff of Suicide Squad. But we're not getting at the, this go around. We've got Taskmaster, we've got U.S. Agent, we've got Bucky, uh, the new Black Widow. Uh, I don't. I, uh, the Ghost. I'm not, and I think that's Echo in the background. And we we get a. <laughs> I just I don't know why we're going to get a another Crimson Commando, but uh, okay, sure. I I mean, there's a lot of other choices out there that I think that we could have done for this. But I mean, I love David Harbor. His job as the Red Guardian was great at the beginning, and then them turning him into kind of like the practical joke at the end of Black Widow was a little annoying. Wyatt Russell as U.S. agent probably is the big standout for me on this, just because of how complex they made his character and his, I don't know, turmoil and just his conflict inside. That was kind of cool. Bucky is just kind of there. So the one that I'm the most disappointed in is... Having Taskmaster there. I know the Taskmaster's powers are to emulate everyone that they come in contact with. But again, I could I could think of a better choice. And it's not even our, our, our Taskmaster. So I'm sure there's a story behind how we're going to, to get it. 
Ghost, again, makes sense. And um, as I look at the picture a little bit more, I guess that is Julia Louise Dreyfus's character um, and it is referred to as, uh, I think it's Contessa Valencia. So we'll, we'll see what, um, what happens, but I think it's a miss on that one. However, uh, I digress. The rest of the stuff that Feige announced was, like I said, ridiculous. So we get joined by none other than the Matt, who is hanging out. Do you want to take the mic over there? Why not? You can you can say words. Give me words. I'm ch- okay. Fine, fine. Here is words for you. Okay, today. Give me words. words today. Words today. Yes, are the following. Okay, today, today, word of the day. Today, <laughs> I'm Mr. Matt. All right, all right. Disappointment. At the fact that Disney has decided yes. to take away Rogue Squadron. You know, I'm okay with that. Especially I, when, and, and I haven't got there because I was talking about Feige's D3 presentation for Marvel. But we can flip over to uh, Andor. Because I have to say that that probably looks to be one of the most grittiest Shows Disney is going to produce in their streaming services, and I love that they've gotten totally like into the minutia of New Hope and the Empire running shit. I, I was fine with that. Okay. However, however, Rogue Squadron is where I was mostly focused, and the reason why yes. is because I have always been a fan of the pilots of the Star Wars universe. And if you were ever a fan of the X-Wing series, the computer gaming series, this was the perfect chance for us to follow the true saga of the Azamine family from X-Wing Alliance, a trading group that was taken over, used by the dirty scum that helped the Empire, who joined Rogue Squadron, who helped Luke... And a whole bunch of other essential characters all the way leading up to the Big Bang finale of going after that second Death Star. It's true. I mean, it would have been epic. Well, and Wedge was supposed to be part of that, wasn't he? Wedge is the leader in X-Wing Alliance. He yes. Is, he is who you eventually end up underneath as you go along. And he is your squadron leader while you head into that second Death Star fight. We, and I am sad we're not going to get that. I, want, I wanted to see more with that. But uh, to be honest, Rogue One, of all the films that Star Wars produced after the fan fix of, you know, episodes one, two, and three, was probably the biggest standout for me. To, to see that story and how that all unfolds, I'm very... I'm very I'm bought in on that because that was such a good story to me. I really liked Rogue One. The, well, but the thing was is that it finally showed you just how much of a dire fight it was just mm. to even get the plans. It's true. That's the fun part is that it truly showed Rebels being, for lack of a better term, Rebels. It's true. They went in knowing it was a one-way trip, and it was. Well, and you thought for a moment – that they might make it out. There was that brief moment. They're like, 
Yeah, we're going to get out. And then, oh, no. No, they had the chances. There was, there was, there was. multiple chances. But they had what the beautiful out. part about it is that it gets done. And it finally sets up for, you know, because everybody wanted to see that badass Vader. Everybody wants yes. to see that badass Vader. It's why everybody was so excited about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is that you finally see Vader – as being a badass because he's written about it all the time you see it in the comics but let's be honest in the original trilogy i mean outside of him choking out a couple like officers he's never seen he's him. not really he doesn't show just like how powerful the homeboy could be no. we watched him rip open a ship and then like as he's going he in trash that thing. i know he, he just destroyed the <laughs> ship and then he takes off in the other one but let's not also forget in rogue one as he's coming down the corridor, he's toying with those guys. Yes. Because especially at level when he's lifting them up, throwing them against walls, just crunching their helmets on their heads. And, and then to finally see him in Obi-Wan where he's walking down that, that street, that stretch, in that first confrontation between Obi-Wan. And he's just ruthless to the, the peasants. Just <laughs> done. It doesn't matter to him. It he doesn't. has one singular focus, and that is how he's described in so much of the Star Wars literature. Yes. About his focus on certain tasks. He must eradicate the Jedi. He must take care of the Emperor's whims. He must make sure. But it's also hilarious because you see Vader, who is this you know, absolute force of a man, still kneecapped. By the bureaucracy of yeah. the Empire on multiple <laughs> occasions. Tarkin doesn't let him off the chain very often. No. So when the Emperor's like, go, you just you just feel. Yeah. So we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see some more Vader in Andor. We get three episodes to kick off the series tomorrow. So literally tomorrow, September 21st, we get all of that. Um, back to the Mar... Wait, Yes. Well, before that, though. Yes, before that. Do you think we will see even more of... Because I don't know if you've seen the uh, the meme that came out of Star Wars Celebration and Dragon Con. No. But there is a new favorite character amongst the Empire that has found its way into lore. Oh. And that's the, uh, that is uh, the Empire HR rep. It is a lady who goes around and talks about HR complaints <laughs> with everybody from the Empire. Uh... <laughs> Talking about code enforcement and, uh, you know, respect in the workplace and uh, all that other stuff. Oh, my God. So do you think, do you think, because Andor does go into minutia, do you think we might see a bureaucratic moment or two featured in our next new Star Wars series? You know, I wouldn't be surprised. I bet you just like the ice cream maker that we always see in the background, I wouldn't be surprised if we see... Uh, the bureaucracy with Mon Mothma yeah. is in the Senate and the HR lady show up. That actually would be funny. That would I would I would love that. So I could, on to I, Marvel though. I, on to Marvel. So uh, also during D three, probably the big standout for me previews wise was the Werewolf by Night series that they are launching uh, during Halloween. So this is supposed to premiere October seventh, and. I'm I'm very intrigued. I, I'm wondering if they're going to leave it in black and white. Because hmm. the trailer is in black and white. And Werewolf by Night just seems to be such a weird choice 
for Marvel. Disney does not do horror. And this is huge horror vibes. I'll post the trailer up on the uh, 5280 Geek website, 5280geek.com. Go check it out on there. The post will be there with this podcast. But it's a very interesting trailer. There's, And I wonder if they did it in black and white to get away from the blood spatter. Possibly. Or is this a Buena Vista Productions drop from Disney? Because you have to remember, anything that Disney does not term completely within right. the Disney brand gets dropped under Buena Vista. Mm-hmm. And, for example, Nightmare Before Christmas originally dropped under the Buena Vista oh, before it went, yeah. studio before Disney realized it was such a cult hit mm-hmm. that it could be safely moved underneath the Disney brand. Under the umbrella. Yes. The- so, so this might be that same case where... It will be released. I don't think it'll be underneath the Disney brand. I think it'll go into the Buena Vista brand. Probably. But this is them having to do the dark, you know, because dark noir, you know, that's that's just part of society now. Yes. Okay. It's not it's not so awestruck as it is more culminating to more mainstream. Yes. So, and I do like. I know it's it's so retro. It might work the black and white take. If they keep that, I'm 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 actually okay with that. I'm kind of in on that one. Um, already talked about the Secret Invasion trailer with Fury. We've already seen it. It wasn't anything new, um, but I do think this leads into Armor Wars, especially with Don Cheadle showing up during the trailer. And I think that's that's the ramp up towards Armor Wars because we didn't get a trailer for Armor Wars, Fantastic Four. Captain America New World Order Don't or the Thunderbolts. That. Don't worry about that. Loki Season 2, we didn't get anything on. Ironheart, uh, I'm not really even sold on that because I'm afraid that's going to be like Ms. Marvel, another kind of teen-centric um, teen-centric uh, video. So it's it's okay. And it's a nice little balance. The big takeaway was that I liked the most was all of the cast... Well, I guess not all of the cast members, but the staple cast members for Quantumania, Ant-Man and Wasp's new film, is um, slated to blow everything away. And these are the words that came out of Paul Rudd's mouth. He's like, this is going to uh, throw the whole thing in such a new territory. And um, he's really excited about it. And I would be too. So... Bring that on. But we didn't get a trailer for that. We do get Kang. Jonathan Majors is going to be in Quantumania. So how they build that and how they put that into production is is a great, great little cliffhanger for that little little teaser out of D23. Um, that kind of sums up the D23 side of it. DC not to be left out posted this uh keanu reeves will be returning as john constantine on the big screen i think they're realizing that this is just a wee bit too late just kind of like you know how cameron realized avatar is probably a little too late as well the uh one thing that keanu reeves has always stated multiple times in interviews that if there's one character that he could reprise uh it would be constantine that's the one that's always been in been in his his mind so since 2005 my only concern at this point with keanu reeves taking on constantine again is uh, john wick i mean we've got so much 
John Wick and the the personalities are very similar and all of that. I just I'm I think there are better choices for the Constantine role at this point. Hell, even uh, Jenna Coleman has blown me away with how she uh, delivered her Constantine role in Sandman. So, and of course, Arrowverse. I always forget his name, but his Constantine was the best. They even got him doing the animated shows. Just just give it to him. Just just let him have it. But, you know, that's that's just my opinion. Matt Ryan. I knew it would come to me. I just got to think about it for a second. Matt Ryan, he should be Constantine. Let him take up the mantle from Keanu Reeves. Just 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 let him have it. Just a little bit. He did so, such a good job on Legends. It's fine. Uh, moving along to video game news. And this one kind of bothers me. The um, Overwatch will be officially uh, shut down by Blizzard. Very soon, in fact. Uh, of course, Overwatch 2 is about to be released. So this is a quote, quote directly from Blizzard. So roughly a day before Overwatch 2 launches, we're going to be taking down the Overwatch, Overwatch 1 servers. Uh, so that means, as a practical point, that October 2nd really is the last day to go in and play Overwatch 1. And then it's a 27-hour downtime that we're planning in order to get Overwatch 2 servers up and running. <sighs> I'm kind of sad about that. I liked Overwatch. However, um, while this might seem a little bit concerning, Overwatch fans, never fear, because Overwatch 2 will be actually free to play starting October 4th. And there's going to be some changes on the the gameplay and purchasing and all of that. I haven't seen it, and I know my brother was telling me about it during the beta because I was out of town and I haven't, didn't get a chance to play at all with this. But um, the, the monetary barrier eliminated and everything else, I think this might be kind of an interesting time to get back into Overwatch. I remember when it first came out years ago, we didn't think that this one was going to hit, and it did, and never looked back. So worth the pickup, especially if it's going to be free-to-play. <laughs> Can't say no to free-to-play. Uh, also announced is the new Iron Man game, which looks to be kind of fun. The game is centered around Tony Stark's um, rich comic book history, similar to Marvel or uh, similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, is what they're saying. This was the announcement directly. Uh, we're thrilled to share that an all-new single-player third-person action-adventure Iron Man video game is now in early development at Montreal-based Marvel Studios. Uh, it went on further to say the team is being led by Oliver Pro, who brings experience working on past Marvel titles like Guardians of the Galaxy and is joined by a dedicated team of passionate industry veterans. So this may be kind of fun to see. I mean, especially if they're going to focus more on the comic book title and some of the different you know things that have gone on that being since we we lost him out of the 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 films electronic arts has always done a solid job a great presentation for games i really love the guardians of the galaxy game i really i can't promote that game 
enough. In, in if you haven't played it, get it. It's fun, in, and I like the game dynamic and how uh, the mechanics of it all work, especially when you bring in everybody else, having them do their different parts, and the it's it just really is seamless. It's great, and you can it, it, just pick it up. Just pick it up. Guardian of the Galaxy, the fans unite. <laughs> So that's my take on everything. Up next, actually, will be my one of my interviews from Colorado Festival of Horror. We're going to uh, chat with Eugene Clark. So stick around, and we'll uh, we'll get right to that. Live from the Colorado Festival of Horror, Smurf here, and fresh off of his shift at the gas station, he puts the big and big daddy, Eugene Clark. Thank you for joining me. Man, don't start off lying. I was not no no gas station. Look at here. If I was at the gas station, I, I'd be looking like, what's his name was? That old big daddy? Big daddy dude. I am a huge fan, and I have to admit, I w- I, I'm... When I first saw you were coming, I was excited because I didn't know what I was going to ask you. There were so many questions that were fighting to get out of my mouth at once, and now nothing. That's because you were talking to the fantastic Monique. I was talking all to the fantastic time, and, Monique, and and uh, I'm I'm laying on the sofa because I haven't had any sleep, and I'm just saying I can rest here, I hang here, and you know it's interesting. We do these conventions and things, and often, um, maybe I hope it's not just me, but. Usually we're out there doing what we do, All right? So we don't really get to, we don't really know what what the other performers are doing, or really know their background or their history, right? And um, I hear the lady got like a hundred and ten movies. She, she 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 wrestling. She got chopped by the big man. I was like, dang. So you know, I don't know. They need to have a. This might be the wrong word, but like a, a collage or something out there where you have the performers and you get a little insight into what they're all about, more so than just um, just a little peek that just we a get. Little peek, yeah. you know. Because I, I was today, I was reading um, on Facebook um, Jimmy Stewart, right? Wartime hero. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the brother flew all these combat missions and. All this stuff, you just know he's, you know, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Anyway, don't let me take over your, your interview. Go ahead. <laughs> well, and you you bring up a valid point because I was looking at your film resume and you've been at this a lot. Two men and a little lady, really seriously? Were you in Two Men and a Little Lady? Don't ask me. You better look it up. <laughs> ask me something. <laughs> two minutes. Two minutes. No. Two. Oh, two minutes. Oh, oh, Three Men and a Little Baby. What was that film? You've you've done so much. You're supposed to have a a sheet in front of you. I don't have a sheet in front of me. I am not that prepared. You're not that person. No, I am not that person. Tom Selleck and um, Steve Gutenberg. I think it was Two Men and a Baby. Three Men and a Little Lady. I don't know what it was. Tom Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Steve Steve Gutenberg. Yes. You were in that film. Yeah. And that's far from horror. Man, I've, I've done a you've over, done a lot. I've done over, over 130 um, productions. There's well over I've been in eight series. Uh, I did a, quite a bit before 
before Land of the Dead and quite a bit after Land of the Dead. But um, Land of the Dead is one where I can, you know, go meet my fans and scare them a little bit. How fun was that set? And you... What's that? The movie? Yeah. That wasn't fun. Man, that was dead of winter. Freezing my ass off. You see the water scene? Yes. I wasn't acting. I was mad as a mm. Jeez, man. So there was no acting. That was just real life. This yeah, shit sucks. That was, I didn't say that. Uh, I, did. <laughs> I did. No. 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 Didn't okay. suck. It was cold. It was freezing. Listen. Um, I played football at UCLA. Okay. Okay. And I played up in the CFL. And Monique wrestled. And there are a lot of people who are involved in, even if it's, even if it isn't physical, if it's mental, you're involved in activities that extremely strenuous, physically and mentally tasking. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Tasking. Anyway, what's the word? It, tasking. It's hard work, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with, with the K. I'm, I'm, that southern tatong stuff is coming up right now. Um, it, it's tasking. It's the hard work, and it's laborious. It's not fun, but on game day, you come to play. You come to play. So, hell to the no, Land of Death was not fun. The contacts hurt my eyes. They had to take the contacts out uh, uh, frequently. The teeth hurt. The only good thing, the mask kept my face warm. <laughs> the, the prosthetics kept, kept me warm. When you had like the, the overalls, the suit and everything, I'm sure they had something under there for you for that, or no? Now he's trying to tell me that I was warm. And no! I, I, I just told him it was freezing. <laughs> I'm just asking! It was freezing. No, we had, we had, they had heaters. Gotcha. They had heaters. Uh, in fact, in that water scene, the, the background folk, they didn't have, I had a wetsuit on and every muscle in my body. Mm. Um, was, uh, so man, how's this look? Do I look? Do I look like I'm exhausted? Do I look double chin? Do I look bad? Because if, if this don't look good on camera, I'm gonna come for you. You know, I'm telling you. The pressure's on. The People be shooting under your chin and stuff. You know what I'm saying? You look great. Yeah. All like, all available videographers, please apply to 5280 Geek. No, <laughs> the team. No, no, <laughs> may I, not make I it. didn't say I was gonna hurt anybody. <laughs> well, you trying to start a mess? You're an instigator. <laughs> Yes! Everybody will tell you that it is my it's job to wind people up. I didn't say I was going to hurt anybody. I wasn't raised like that. Just going to come for you. No, no. I'm going to ask Monique because she can have her 10 kids for here and, and, and put a hurting on you. Yep, Love will have 10, 10, 10 kids. Do you know 10? That's like back in the day when you live on the farm and stuff. 10 children and they, and they, they gifted. All I'm gifted, like she say, my husband cook, and I be I be managing their careers. See, it's an impressive impressive outline. Ten resume. Kids. Ten, ten. And y'all better recognize what your mom and daddy do. It's true. Cause there's a lot of you kids out there. Let me tell you something real. Where's that camera? Which one are we on? We're on this one. Let, yeah, me, no. let me tell you something. Your parents 
even if you don't like them sometimes, sometimes maybe they may not even like you because you be lazy, you don't get up, you don't do stuff. They ask you to, to clean up your room and do the kitchen. You do the kitchen all half-assed and stuff. And yeah, I said half-assed. You don't do it right. And yet you won't. Can I go to the movie? Can I have some money? You can't have nothing. Go get a job. Get that Cheeto dust off your fingers. Speaking of job, what are you doing lately? What's your latest project? Can you talk about your latest project? Um, I worked on a movie. I just finished working on a movie with... Um, uh, I want to say her name properly. Gabrielle Sadibi. Okay. She uh, from Precious. Mm -hmm. She played my daughter, and Loretta Devine played my wife. It was, it's a Christmas movie called um, "All I Didn't Want for Christmas." And then just prior to that, I worked on another Christmas movie, and I love Christmas movies. I watch them, okay. And if you don't like them, that's okay. I like them. I can do my work because I know how most of them are going to end. So I can sit there and be doing my bookkeeping, writing letters. Hallmark-ish episode. Well, you know what? Because I don't like it. I don't like everything having to, people have to die to make it interesting. I want a, a good, what do you call it, happy ending sometimes. Right. Nothing wrong with a happy ending. Nothing wrong with a happy ending. It's like you get into one and you're like, why are you going to kill him? Have you have you ever gotten to a movie and you're just like I can't do this because it's just too predictable and you're I just like saw, no. I went to a movie. Um, who was in it? Um, oh, she does all these different characters and voices. And uh, what's her name? She lives in New York, Mill Street. Okay. Uh, and I think it was a movie. It was a war movie. I forget the name, the title. Maybe it was the one where they were going to, the, the brother was supposed to go find another brother. Forget the name of the movie. I'm expecting a nice little little war movie. It's kind of good, kind of fun. Yeah. And the opening movie, I think it was the the war, maybe it was D-Day, when they killed all the people, they hit the beach. and they, Oh, yeah. I'm sitting there, and they're just killing these people. And both my fathers were served. Mm -hmm. uh, and all of a sudden, I have to put the hood over my head. Tears coming down my eyes, because like, that was real. Right. And I'm like, I I wasn't here for that. I, I'm here from Meryl Streep. I wasn't here to see Meryl Streep and see some funny movie, and and it's, what? Um, I forget the name of it. Um, I could look it up, but no. I have to be careful what I watch, because I get into it, mm -hmm. you know. I, 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 I'm, I'm in the movie. I don't know, I'm in it. Right, you feel it. Yeah. So there's certain things I can't watch. I watched a lot of movies when I was young. Mm -hmm. Fried my brain. I to this day I will not watch a, a vampire movie. Really? Why? Because I watched them when I was like two, three, four, five years old. I believe that shit. You know, okay. vampire movie. And my grandfather was a Pentecostal preacher, so. Man, you, you mix all that up, and mm. but but I did kind of look at one of those vampire things. I mean, man, that's fake. Right. Hey, look at those teeth. That's not the real teeth from the old days. Then I saw some of the old stuff, and it looked kind of fake. But it fried my brain. But I kept watching it. You know, it'd be like, ah! oh, you can't call because you, you, you're supposed to be asleep. You, yeah, I'm like, you I'm can't in. Call mama. <laughs> Although my nephew saw The Exorcist. Saw everything. Yeah. And I'm like, Uncle Gene, that's funny. <laughs> and I remember once 
I was watching the movie and it was like, okay, you can look now. <laughs> and I don't care. I got a weak mind. So That's I'm fantastic, and it's perfect. Yeah. So, were you ever tapped or approached for Walking Dead? No. Now, you know, The Walking Dead, I've watched maybe the first five seasons. I, I okay. quite enjoyed it. Uh, but that was after Land of the Dead. Yes. And, uh, no, I was not tapped to, to, to do anything for them. Would you have done it if they had? If would, would, I mean, given... It, it depends on what they want me to do. Although, I wanted, I wanted to... Um, Negan. Yeah. I wanted to come on as an intelligent zombie. Right. And every time he, t he tried to um, jack with somebody, I wanted to come and kick his ass... Don't kill him because people love him. Just come out there and mess with him. Just let him know, boy, I'm watching you. I am. See, that would be great because Negan did need something See, to kind of. Just you know. That'd be great. But yeah, I I would have. Um, uh, but no. But you know what? It's all right. But see, I wouldn't want to go as a zombie per se. No, would you like to be like an instigator or? You know what? It never happened. Say, yeah, let, let me tell you something. I can kick ass. I do okay? not argue that. All right. So I, I, I'm like the sister over here. She was saying she wanted to be like that female Denny Trejo. Denny Trejo. Uh -huh. Right. Um, too often. No. Okay. I did land it there. But most of the things I do, they want me to be a nice guy. In the beginning of my career, I was bad. All right. And then so it's like, oh, he can't play a nice part. And then also you play nice parts. Oh, he can't play a bad part. Um, or they have these cops. Well, the cop shows were like um, the Wild Wild West. Right. So I was in Night Heat for five years, so I was a cop. And I have this scene that it was, ooh, this interrogation scene is something. Interrogation scene is pretty something. But then they go, oh, well, he's such a nice guy. He can't play that. And I'm like, okay. Because I've seen you, I've seen some fan videos of you at cons interacting with fans yeah. and it is spectacular my god it's like you just throw a switch and you are well you are a tremendous presence see let me tell you something um, how am i going to put this i got my one movie in the well i've done a few other different horror things but mm -hmm. nothing like land of the dead okay so you go to a convention and when you have uh, Lord Kaufman, um, uh, Mr. England, and mm. you ha when you have all these these true legends, true icons, and, and their lines are like wrapped around the building, <clears throat> and you got George. So I know I have a certain percentage of the of the of the of the crowd. When right. Big Daddy. Now I know my people will come. I say my people will come. So where we come from. Monique's still here, y'all. Mm -hmm. We have to invent something. All right? So I knew, I also do stand-up comedy. I used to do, uh, I used to headline uh, Yuck Yucks, um, the Yuck Yuck circuit up in Canada for wow. uh, colleges and universities. I haven't done much now. Usually my panel is where I do my comedy there. So I just thought I have to bring something extra. Um, so while, Mo if Monique's line is like huge, it's like, well, let me, let me let me do something to just snatch. Let, let me go play in that line. Well, no, the line's there. Let me entertain. So if if they see Big Daddy, because sometimes it shocks them. They're like, "Is this shit real?" It's what you know. In fact, there was one. There was a sh couple of sh sheriffs there. I'm like, mm, "I'm not gonna do this right now," because I don't want. 
you know. Um, it's not not a good situation. So I, what I, I what I do is I um, I give them photo ops and video ops, and sometimes I may give you a free video op just because I want to shake up the crowd. All right. In fact, there was this one guy. He I didn't know later. He was like a I don't know second second degree black belt in some Chinese kung fu, and he come he came in with his um, rifle and everything, and he wanted to do a little video with me, and I'm going cool, and then he puts it right at my head, like, like, bam, right. you know, like, and I wrestled in high school, just high school, that's it, just a little bit, so I did this thing with him, and we got on the ground, and, and I, I remember the, the MMA, those guys, so yeah. I, I put both legs, and locked in his legs, you know, and just locked here, and he, he put that on Facebook, and he said his seafood, you know, they were like, how would you let him do that? And I, I, I typed back, no, he let me. He let me do it. He let me do that. Because what happens is you get... And that, acting. You get, because I'll tell some people, we're playing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hurt you, don't you hurt me. Because I have this one little, little brother, I think we were thinking in Chicago, and I'm getting ready to scare him and his girlfriend. And this brother jumped back. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, whoa, whoa, bro, bro. Bro, simple. And his girlfriend's laughing. So we did it again, and I was, and I held him. He couldn't move. <laughs> See, they don't know this brother. I, I'm, I'm a little older than y'all, but I still got a little strength. I'm not lying. I, I, I do I'm pay sure for it though. Like sometimes when I take, well, when I take him to the ground, yeah, I try not to take him to the ground anymore because I, I feel that. Well, I mean, there's just too many things that can go wrong going all the way down, and then there's getting back up. Well, getting back up is easy. You just want to make sure that see. You don't want to hurt yourself, the furniture, or the other person. So usually I'll say, do you want me to scare you level one or level five? Oh, okay. shit. And um, some people opt for level five. Sometimes I'll say, no, you really don't want that. Um, we need that for a disclaimer for me. I want, I want to add that to the resume. Okay, level five. How nuts is that? It depends. But uh, truthfully, people laugh. Right. Though. I, I I usually I will startle you. Oh, there was one there was one lady. Oh my goodness! She said for two years she tried to come see me and she couldn't. She just trembling. So she came to see me. She just crying and just trembling. And uh, that I was like, this, this, this is make believe. Now come on, don't you know? Uh, level five. It depends. Oh, this one cat. I went to scare him. Yeah. I snuck him behind him. And I hit him, and it's like I hit a brick wall. I was like, damn, man, what you do? <laughs> he was working out, but I gotta get back in the gym. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, hey, boy, I hit him, it was like. When, when tricks backfire like, drastically. That used to be me back in the day. <laughs> Dang. I bounced off this young man. It's like, man. He laughed, but no, people laugh. You know, it's the it's the, it's the, the excitement. It is. It's the experience. It's, it's the experience, and and um, I tell you I'm going to scare you, and then I ask you about your heart and your and your fair question. And there's some people though you kind of sense it's not smart to scare them, particularly when they tell you they were, you know, uh, ex-military. And yeah, the five, fighter five, flight. Tour, five five tours in in Afghanistan. And then I just do level one. That's that's a safe call. Yeah. Because you've done a lot of sci-fi films. You've done a lot of TV, um, much to my surprise. 
because uh, I was like looking at your extensive uh, list. Why, why, why are you surprised? Because I, you know, I, because I, I missed almost all of your TV stuff, which I find disappointing because you're absolutely genuine and so fun to watch that I'm I'm upset that I missed your TV show. Well. I mean, I'm gonna, I, I can go server, back. Streaming service, like, you can you can Google that stuff. No, I, I'm already, Monique. I hear she got a, a hundred. I'm not really gonna. Although, see, you got a lot of scary stuff though. You be chopping people's heads off. See, that stuff. Stays, She's vicious. That stuff stays in my brain. Yes. But I, I'm gonna. Not for the last. I, ha, I have to admit though. It's funny. So sometimes you're on stage, you're gonna tell a joke. Yeah. Your mind said, "Don't don't say that." <laughs> Because I was going next to that. Because as much as your no, TV, no, no, I want to. I'm gonna see. Can I touch this at all a little bit? Touch it. I don't know. Okay. Well, she's braver than me. Because when she said she and Lord Kaufman, she never. They never talked wardrobe. Mm. And then she did that wardrobe because you're gonna be blood. I, I'm just like, oh, you gotta worry about wardrobe because you're gonna be covered in blood. Yeah, I didn't know that was a war, wardrobe choice. And then she, she's the telephone other the thing. The 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 never glance. I can't remember never. I can't see it. Look, okay. Manamana. Uh, the, 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 uh, the the gland. Yes, you know, the, the, the manamana under the boob. Yep. You know, and they I, just wanted to reach out and touch someone. It, it, no, it reminded me of um. I did the play uh, the full Monty, and uh, I didn't tell my mom. Pro- probably full Monty, you have to. Yeah, it's it's all it's out there. You know, you got to go, you know, to the G string and everything. And so, I hired this. Uh, I'm also a personal trainer, uh, and I got to start training myself again. Yes. But um, I worked in this gym, and this young man was 26 years old. And he was a bodybuilding champion, and I knew I was going to do the full Monty, so I hired him to train me. Right. And I said, pretend I don't know anything. Right, start from square one. Um, but bodybuilders train differently than we do. So he would have me come down slow and up slow, and after about 35 minutes, I'm looking at the clock, like my clients used to look at the clock, and he goes, what you looking at the clock for? I said, ain't this shit over yet? But when I got there, in fact, the director told us after a while, y'all stop working out. You're supposed to be, you know, regular folk. And right. I went, look, I'm taking this stuff off. I, I got to show something. Well, what was your point, Gene? Oh, the point was, women get crazy when they come see those shows. Um, yeah, because if men acted like that, they get tased and thrown out the door. They get thrown out the door. Well, they were cool. The ladies were fine. The Just ladies saying. were fine during the show, but after the show, you put your robes on and go into the lobby and meet and greet. Right. And they start grabbing you like. Bam! It's like, ma'am, you can't do that. Get your head up. Monique, Monique is off camera and just like, kicking and, up a storm you know, over there. And Because, I, I mean, and she'd go, well, what? You don't like it? I said, that's not the point. You're not allowed to do that. Because if I did that to you, I'd be in jail. That's right. You know? And, uh, yeah, but I got to call that young man again because I want to get back in that kind of shape. Because uh, if, if you come to my table on my backdrop, you I have an image of it. And Big Daddy got tapped. Oh yeah. man! But I had this young man. But you know what's funny is all the guys were really super shy, and all the guys were um, in rehearsal. All these guys, from the guy who was like 
this big to that big. They was just so happy to just drop it. Just this, drop it. Huh? Just drop it. And I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I ain't dropping nothing. <laughs> and it was the night before the preview. And well, it was the preview night, rehearsal. And the big guy says, um, Gene, were you going to... We gotta do this, and I said tonight. He goes, no, uh, you're gonna be afraid. You gotta do this today. And he said, look, if you get nervous, just look at me. And because he was like, right. And I'm like, yeah, what's your problem, man? So you diabetic. Everybody is worried about the frontal. Mm. What they do at the end, just before you pull the g-string, is they have this blinding lights so no one can see anything. Right. Well. There are a lot of people that ask, man. I'm going on. Because every time we turn, did that little spin, the crowd would erupt because they see all these different shaped asses. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, hell no. I spun quick. Y'all ain't going to be putting It's like a Trey Park film. You ain't going to be putting that in your mind. You know? What you think about, honey? Oh, I got me an image. Oh, hell to the no. Uh, I finally told my mom, Mama, I'm doing the full mind. She goes, Mama, come here and whip your butt. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's. But rules. I have to admit, if I had the chance to do the full Monty to this day, I do it. That's the most fun I ever had because it really wasn't about the, the stripping; it was about the storyline. Right. That's the most fun I've had on on stage. Do you do a lot of theater? I used to. I used to average about two plays a year, but as I, you know, uh, got a family, uh, unless you did like I did the Lion King, that was two thousand seat uh, theaters at Princess of Wales Theater. Then that's good because they pay well. But a lot of theater. Um, there's a, a certain amount of theater they don't really pay that well. Right. Um, I want to get myself back in position where I can do that and not worry about the money. But when you know, just do it for the love of the craft. Yeah, and but when you get child support and spousal support and this kind of support and that kind of support, you, you can't make two fifty a week. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no. I love to, but <laughs> <laughs> gotta go where it pays. Yeah, you know. So you, you mentioned stand up. No kind of stand. I I, I would. I'm very fascinated with stand up. I've done it a few times myself, and um, I would love to hear your stand up. But what is your approach? What what what's your take, or what do you do? How I mean, do you just pick some pick on someone in the crowd? Situation. He's he's just looking at me like this kid's crazy. We were just doing it. That was it. <laughs> and there you have it. See, I knew it. It's life, man. Okay. It's just it's just simply life. In fact, what I want to start doing okay. is, is I want to I want to go to a city, um, do a convention, but I want to hit the comedy club, like first is like tonight, Friday night, and if they like some clubs, um, they have two shows of nights. I want to just hit it, do like five or ten minutes. Right. Um, just a total. So if I do panel, I'll I'll try to bring some humor to the panel, um, because Land of the Dead. When I was offered Land of the Dead, well, let me rephrase that. When I was offered to audition for Land of the Dead, um, I didn't know who George was. All right, and I, they, they did ask me to uh, look at Day of the Dead, and I, and I looked at it. <clears throat> there was this um, office chair, uh, office telephone, a bit like a business phone, mm -hmm. and George just says, "You're dead." but you're remembering what it's like to be alive. Go. And I just sat there. Okay. Looking at him. 
much like that. It's pretty good. For a long time, he said, are you okay? And I, I nodded. <laughs> then I got on the floor. Now in my mind, I'm thinking, <clears throat> I was changing in the bathroom. A lot of these guys was in the bathroom. They went number one, number two. They didn't wash their hands. Ew. And I got to touch that phone. Ew. Oh, so that's what you're thinking about. And I'm a bit of a germaphobe. And, and how bad do I want this part? <laughs> so I, I get my, put my back against the wall. And then I start into the, I put my head in the, on the phone like a pillow. And I get into the fetal position. So. Then from there, you ever see Bam Bam like in the Flintstones? Yeah. All right. So then, um, so I went from sleeping to licking the phone like the baby will, the baby put things in her mouth. Right. To beating the phone like Bam Bam, and up to a full rage with the chair over my head. And George went, "Oh, he got me." But what a lot of people don't know is. Uh, uh, I used to go to LA for the pilot season. I would spend six months in LA, six months in, in, in Canada. And um, uh, Stephen Alec Chin and Sasha Garrell, they also were in, they played Simba and Nala in The Lion King. So right. they were living in LA and um, I was staying with them. I was renting a room for them. And I get this knock here, a knock on the door. And you know, you hear this knock and it's like it's a, it's like mm, something ain't right. Right. And I hear um, FedEx. I went, who are you looking for? Eugene Clark. Nobody know I'm here because I don't let people know where I am. Right. Nobody know him. Man, I get that thing and I get this letter saying you got to be in court, October so and so, for a divorce. Oh. And I'm like, what the hell? So. Part of, I say sometimes, this isn't true, this isn't happening. I would say, I, I, I like to say that my ex-wife knew uh, she wanted a divorce. Knew that, you know, she was looking at, she, you know when they say the grass is, isn't always green, she, she was looking for some more grazing territory. Right. I don't know what she was looking for. More acreage. Uh, yeah. Um, so, but she knew she had to get paid. So she heard about this land of it, and she knew, let me send him these papers now so he can be so messed up inside that he get this part. Now, that's not true. That's not Just how, how it that, worked out. That, but that's, how, that's what I like to say, <laughs> that she knew, oh, I'm going to get paid. I'm going to get my money. So, um, so, but the way I do, the way I was trained is you can't, you can't use that work as an actor. I can't use that. That's too fresh because you can't control it. You right. have to go like, I do that sense memory stuff. But sitting there looking at him, every every nerve in my body, I was I was no, I was a zombie. I was like numb mm. because you don't know you don't you not you don't suspect that kind of stuff. Right. So throughout the the, the movie, the script, the way the script was written, it was like just genocide to me. It was genocide, <clears throat> and how all across the world there were. Atrocities were occurring, you know, massacres and uh, people killing the indigenous people, and so that's what was going through my brain when the motorcyclists coming in there shooting the zombies. Those are my people. We ain't messing with you. What you coming in my neighborhood messing with us for? And I remember um, in the movie where when I take the 
the rifle off the motorcycle to look at it and put it over my shoulder and go like this. I remember I used to be in the military. Hmm. And that's when I went, okay, I'm gonna track your ass down. You, with me, I'm gonna, with you. And that's sort of... Uh, Laid the groundwork. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. Have you ever done any voiceover work? Cause goddamn, yeah. your voice is just... Yeah, I've done some. Powerful. I've, I've done some, some voiceover work. Uh, my voice gets me in trouble sometimes. Um, I worked on a series called Night Heat for um, five years, I did nine two episodes. But <clears throat> the very first episode, I almost lost my job because um, Sonny Grosso, you ever seen the movie um, The French Connection? Yeah. Okay, well, Sonny Grosso was the actual detective in real life, but uh, he was our executive producer. And I said, I said, getting. And he came up to me in his Italian accent and said, you said getting. Uh, and I went, say, baby, what's your home, man? What you want? What you want? Is this, is this what you want me to do? Because I, I can do that, you know. So, so often, often, I would, I would hear, you know, you're not black enough growing up because of the way you speak. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Um, this. So, because I was asleep, my voice is gone. It's dropped. It's more, you know, so more James Earl Jones. Yes. But, but that, that's, my, that's my real voice. That's why when I, when I did The Lion King, I loved it. As Mufasa. I was going to say, because that's the register. Simba, right Simba, I'm very disappointed in you. I told you not to go there, yet you deliberately disobeyed me. But see... God, I just got chills! But, but see, that's, you know... Uh, yeah. They don't want that. They but, don't? No, they want... What? Baby, shit! Oh, man, what's wrong with you? They want Chris Rock on you know, a bad day? No, listen. <laughs> when, we watch, when we watch a lot of movies, no matter if it's a... We want to see the... What's the word I'm looking for? Somebody, from, somebody help me with this word. We, we don't want to see... We want to see It's boring. Yeah. We want to see people with cracks. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to see characters. You know? Right. I mean, how, how many movies we watch and we're rooting for the bad guy? Right? Nine times out of ten, yeah. You know? And so, I mean, hell, people come to me, they tell me they're rooting for Big Daddy. Hell that yeah. That was a damn zombie. I wanted, I wanted Big Daddy to I take his ass you. out. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't eat anybody in that movie. You didn't. That's why I was smart. Yeah. <laughs> People taste nasty, man. Blech. You ever see me eat anybody? Hell no. Hell no. no, no. I had, you know, I had like. You yes, know. standards, damn it. You're a vegan. I wasn't a vegan. Vegan, vegan I just, zombie. I just know people were nasty. I didn't want to eat that. Yes. You know, I, I get you know, deer, you know. It's true. You know, that is. Well, Eugene, this, this kind of brings us to the end of our broadcast day. You're at 30. I don't want to keep you any longer. I promised. I promised. And I know, but you didn't ask any questions. You let me run. You let me run in my. Let me, I, I want to see. I directed. Let me. No, yeah. let me I want to see what kind of. Uh, what's the word they use? Um, see, I take my cues from Johnny Carson, and the best thing that Carson <laughs> ever did was just direct people and let them go. There's an interview that I saw with Carson with Dean Martin and uh, Bob Hope, right. and Martin is half in the bag. He came out. 
blitzed. Right. And Carson just sat back and just let him go. And the wiser part of me is you are the star. I will direct and I will let you do what you do best. And you are spectacular at it. Look, people, let me tell you something. When your body when your body says go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> There's your PSA announcement. I've been for the up. Day. I've been up. My mind told me I had seven days to get all my stuff together, and I didn't do it. And I almost missed my flight. In fact, in fact, I checked my luggage. My flight was at eight thirty-five. My luggage got checked in <laughs> at eight ten. Jesus. I made the flight. Why do you tell people that? See, that's where the comment, the, com- the, the stand-up part of me just tell all my shit. Just, just, just tell it all. Just shit out there. Let me go on brain going. Like it. See, don't you, say I don't that. even need to ask you questions. It just comes. But look, go to sleep. Because guess what? Freddy Krueger's waiting. I figured, I figured, okay, I can come back and sleep. All of a sudden, I had to do this thing. But then, coming here, I auditioned for this part, and they want me to redo it before the end of the day tomorrow. Now, it took me a long time to learn that. In my brain, sometimes the, you don't want to learn that stuff. The, you just want to chill. Mm-hmm. So I want to come here and play. I want to come here and scare a few people, shock a few people, have some fun. I left my suit. I didn't bring my suit. And now I got to play a lawyer. And then they want me to do it a completely different way. You're and now I'm so She-Hulk. wired. Huh? You're going to be on She-Hulk. She-Hulk? What's that? Never mind. Can you just see him as a lawyer in She-Hulk? Really, it's on the Disney Plus. She's the big, she's the Hulk's cousin. Oh, I see. It's a lawyer show. No, you know, you keep asking me if I'm going to be in these damn shows. Why don't you just make it happen? I, I, I will call my people. They owe me a favor or two. Okay, quit lying. Quit they lying. do. They, I got connections. But anyway, get your rest because the point is, get your rest because see, sometimes life will throw you a curveball and you won't get a chance to go to sleep. Because I had... I thought I paid a bill, and you get that thing. Um, you are, you are, you didn't pay your bill. That's due today. I'm thinking, I looked at the bill the two days ago. You trying to double charge me? And I look and think, well, oh, that was August. Okay. Oops. So then I called the people up, and I paid for two months. And I started laughing. She said, "Why are you laughing?" I said, "Cause I'm punishing myself because I didn't read. I wasn't. I didn't get enough sleep, so I didn't read the bill right. So now." You got to tell me you didn't pay the bill, so I'm gonna pay it twice, so that don't happen. There you go. And I laughed, and she laughed. So, so you have to pay. The, and then I was gonna go buy a suit for this audition. I should be a look, like a lawyer, and I was gonna go buy a suit. And I'm like, why are you gonna buy a suit? Every time you went and bought costume, you didn't get the part. Oh, see, that's a bad, you know what bad I mean? omen. Forget that. Yeah, no, that's not gonna happen. I'm gonna go now because I'm wired. All right. So, how do the people at home and around the world follow you or stalk you properly? Don't stay stalked. I've been stalked for real. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, we ain't gonna talk about that. We won't talk about that. Um, Where are you on the Twitters? The with your the, the oh oh the Instagrams? Oh, man. Oh, I don't know that stuff. I don't know <coughs> Eugene A. Clark two fourteen or Eugene A. Clark one. Hey, y'all know how to find it. Just find it, okay? Just find it. Come on out. Look, come out to uh, um, Colorado Festival of Horrors. Come on out here. You hear me say that? Yeah. It didn't even sound right. Colorado better than hub. Colorado Festival of Horrors. You're gonna see Monique. You're gonna see a whole lot of people. Just come in and have a good time. Look, and if you don't have any, if you don't have a date, you don't need a date. Just come on down, man. We'll find you one. No, 
wing, this little dating stuff. Man, you, you, I told you. Just come have a good time. You don't need a date. You can just come have a good time. Meet some people. Have, buy some. Oh, there's going to be a lot of vendors here, too. You can, you can buy birthday presents, holiday presents, have some good food. Um, Hang out with celebrities. Check out Monique. Check out. Ten children. The girl looks 32 years old. Fit. You know what I'm saying? I can say that. I can say you that. Can say and none that. of my female friends, don't be saying, what you mean? The girl fine, okay? She fine. I met her husband. You can say somebody fine without, you know, you can look at them. Something that beautiful. We look at trees and flowers. You can look at people and know they're beautiful and not lust after them. What's wrong with you? I've had one, I, I've had ladies buy a plane ticket. I had a three-piece suit. She goes, my mom was with me too. She said, you know, you look so good. I got to upgrade to the first class. I, went, <laughs> I, I said, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> That's the need, y'all, right there. There you go. You know what I'm saying? You can, you can, you can, you can tell. You can say, you can say what somebody like, and just, and just, just be respectful. Just be respectful. Absolutely. Sam, okay. Bam. Where, where I come from, see, I'm from the south. Okay. I was born in the south. <laughs> you can get yourself hurt. In fact, in a hurry. So often, you watch these movies, and it's the man hurt somebody looking at his woman. <laughs> the southern woman will hurt you looking at a man. Okay. In fact, a whole lot of sisters will hurt you looking at them. In fact, not only sisters, women, period. Yeah, and on that bombshell, we shall say goodbye. Come on down. The Colorado Festival of Horror. Eugene is primed and ready. Monique, goddamn. And that's all I got to say. Run fast, <laughs> laugh hard, and always be kind. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh,